Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 92 of Sold with Updike Pew. And in our second segment today, we're going to talk about one of the most important topics that can be brought up today. Cuss word bugs. Bugs. Over them. <laughs> That's right. So what, we're, what we wanted to do was help give you seven ways to make your home a bug-free zone. Yeah, and this is really interesting. We've had... Um... We've had talks with this before, but I think that this is really important for us to kind of go over real quick because, again, it's summer and we are spending so much time outside. Um, years ago was the West Nile virus, and um, so we all kind of are ready to make full use of our backyard, and this is one of the ways we're going to do it. Absolutely. It. And one of the first ways, uh, we've when we've had uh, uh, Michael Bosco from Safe Haven Pest Control on before, he's talked about you know, one of the things that you can do to help with mosquitoes, especially, is mosquitoes are horrible flyers. They they really don't have a great flying capability. And one of the ways to help with that is install patio fans. Yeah, and this is really interesting to me because I had no idea that he used it as a description as they're more like little helicopters and they don't do well in cross breezes. Mm -hmm. And so the down and then a cross fan are really the key factors. And I realized that on my deck, if I'll take and crank them where it's almost medium high, I can almost maintain every all the mosquitoes in that area. Interesting. But it's high. Yeah, it is. And I've learned a lot. Uh, when I built my pergola a couple of years ago, I learned a lot about the difference between fans that are rated for damp environments and fans that are rated for wet environments. And, you know, the, the, hmm. believe it or not, they're, they're two completely different ratings where if they're rated for a damp environment, uh, they are not built to have water come directly down on top of them. Many times in a damp, in, damp environment fans, they may still use wood blades. They may still have uh, uh, back cavities that are open on the back of the mm -hmm. fan, and they're less expensive. Where wet rated fans are, are built so that the rain can come directly down upon them, and um, they usually build them with uh, high-quality plastic blades, and your your uh, options are somewhat limited in the wet fans as composed uh, compared to the the damp fans. It's funny because I thought that there was only um, indoor and outdoor fans. I mm -hmm. had no idea about this damp thing. So I do know that I will be replacing mine because I have one of them that is very loud, and I'm not going to have two that don't match. So getting two new ones, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Or I'll report back and let you know. Yeah, one of the things that I also learned was don't assume that a that a wet rated fan is automatically going to last better outdoors than a damp rated fan. It's the, which is not the case. It's the the wet rated fan will only last as long as the damp fan uh, damp rated fan because if it if it is not in a wet environment. So I'm they, assuming they last, I need the damp fan. You need damp fans. Not a wet. Right, okay. yeah. and your selection will be a lot bigger in in choosing those from your blades, your colors, your you know the. The, the brand, everything. I just want a white hugger, two white huggers and we're done. Yeah, absolutely. So um, number one is install patio fans. And um, you can also, one of the things that I did in addition to my ceiling fan was I installed an oscillating fan that I mounted up high in the pergola. And so uh, mine not only gets all that downward air like Weston was talking about, but it also gets a lot of crosswind. And so um, I can sit down on my patio even right at dusk right now and, and still have very little issues with uh, mosquitoes. Yep. So we will get those installed and let you know. Okay. Uh, number two, we're going to talk about um, too much mulch. So yep. this is interesting because the other day I asked Jeff, I said, hey, if we put cedar mulch off at my house, is that going to get rid of mosquitoes? And there's some, but I think the big thing is not to put too mulch and create a really 
nice environment for them to hang out in. Yeah, it's um, the the uh, uh, interesting that, that I learned in doing this is that, you know, where we talk about with foundations, you don't want soil to get up too close mm -hmm. to the foundation on it. And you really don't want your mulch to get right up next to the foundation either. You need about a six inch yeah. uh, barrier there because it's the it's a way that bugs hide in it's a way that mice hide in mm -hmm. and can have access to your house so certainly use mulch because it's going to help keep the with the water in the soil there mm -hmm. um, it's also going to help keep bugs away but don't use too much and you know the interesting thing is like kind of like jumping off of this mulch thing i was talking about how on one side of my house or my garage there is a fence and there's a lot of a very narrow kind of alley space and the leaves have fallen back there and the other day I was getting back there and I was attacked by the mosquitoes that are back there. And so it's not just the mulch, it's also the leaves that are back there. These are old leaves. And I was like, I've got to get this cleaned up. This is too much because mm -hmm. I got to hang my bikes up back yeah. there. And that kind of rolls into our, our next suggestion, which is to get rid of all the standing water. Yes. I mean, that's where the mosquitoes lay their eggs and the larva builds. And, you know, it's just, um, it's interesting because, you know, around behind the, the guest house, where, we've got, where I've got all those pots and uh -huh. stuff, I, I still have to go back there every once in a while and remember, oh yeah, I've turned that over to look at it and I've got to make sure it doesn't collect water in it or that there's not a pail or, you know, even shovels that are laying on the ground back there can have collect water in them. And that's the thing is that you don't realize like a wheelbarrow, if it's not standing up, it's going to catch the water. Mm -hmm. You know, even kids' toys that are in the backyard that Bird have been baths. left out. Bird baths, mm -hmm. all this stuff. I will tell you, I remember Michael Bosco talking about um, corrugated um, French drains mm -hmm. and how those corrugations mm -hmm. have the perfect quarter amount of water that always stays in them. And that is a perfect thing. And I'm going to have to work on some of the drainage. And I'm like, I've got to make sure that I do not get corrugated um, drainage French mm -hmm. drains because mm -mm, I don't want any more. Yeah. There, there um, you know, at Home Depot, you can buy those little donut shaped things that are called. Uh, mosquito uh, dunks, I think is yep. what they're called. And those are really good if you've got bird baths that don't have flowing water in them because those have a natural product, uh, that uh, a natural enzyme that's called BTI. Or yes. I don't know what it stands for, but um, you can put those in bird baths and they will not harm the birds and they won't harm you know, the good life, they just, the, the good light, wildlife. I'm going to put those in my uh, French drains, that's what I can tell mm -hmm. you if I don't do that. Um, and then we also talked about um, trimming and tidying up your yard. I kind of jumped the gun with the tidying the yard, but trim it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody likes the curb appeal. I mean, it's, it's your your neighbor. I, I know there, I have friends that live in neighborhoods where everybody in the neighborhood keeps their yard up except one person and they all talk about that one person <laughs> and so um, uh -huh. it's uh, it, it, it'll it'll keep your neighbor bugs away and it'll help keep your other bugs away this is true and that thing here right that we're talking about um, the next one is about planting bugs or planting plants that the uh, bugs hate mm -hmm. and so some of these I didn't realize like we've got basil catnip Chrysanthemum. Now, chrysanthemum mm -hmm. is one that we did know about because yeah. we've seen that work in in real time. Absolutely, lavender, mm -hmm. uh, citronella is a you know it's what they use in a lot of the, right. the burning lamps. And then, so marigold. I knew about marigolds, but one that wasn't on the list a long time ago. I got a random curry plant, hmm. and I planted that thing, and it put off the most pungent smell. I love curry, but I was not ready. And I did have very limited bugs in that portion <laughs> of my backyard that year. And it was, everybody um, was limited in that portion. Of the yard. But it was, and the craziest thing was, it was just a single little plant, but that little booger, whew, 
That's a lot of noise. That was a lot of smell. Number six suggestion is paint your home lighter colors. This and is odd. I, this is it's a really odd phenomenon that occurs. But even when um, people talk about, you know, in the summer you should wear lighter color, lighter colored clothing because bugs aren't as attracted to that. Okay. Let us know if that works. That's a very interesting one for mm -hmm. me. I was like, huh. Now the bat house, I can totally get behind. Yep. That, number okay. seven. I jumped number seven. Number seven. I do like the bat house idea. Yeah. I think that's really cool. The statistic in here that says that they can eat a thousand small bugs an hour. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy cow, yeah. that is a lot. So I had, um, I had two bats that would come back to my house every year in part of their migration and they uh -huh. would stay there practically all summer long. And unfortunately I installed one of the mosquito mist systems uh -huh. and it was a non-toxic, uh, a non-toxic thing. It wasn't that that chased them away or it, you know, it, it caused harm to the bats, but it got rid of all the mosquitoes. And, they and so they didn't, they, there was no reason for them to come back to me after that. It's interesting. And in this, in the reading that there is, there's different directions that the bat house should face, how much sun it should get. Mm -hmm. And these are key factors. So if you're going to put a bat house up, just be sure you're putting it up where it's going to make sense for them. And it's going to be a natural environment for them because due west mm -hmm. is not where they want to be facing. No, not at all. So do your due diligence and, uh, Put in those these natural key mm -hmm. um, elements that we talked about to get rid of some of these bugs right now. And if you go to the website batweek.org, batweek.org, all right, you, you will go. find a lot of information, good information about how to install bat houses, how to attract them. And did you know that National Bat Week is October 24th to October 31st of 2020? Mm -mm. I did not. Get ready. I did not have that on my. Um, I did have murder hornets for um, May, so I'm good on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> did not have David, David Smith will be interested in Bat Week. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about a wrap for yeah. this week. I hope you all have enjoyed this. I hope that, that some of this levity, there, there really is, I hope there was some information there that you gained out of it. But we really do appreciate you joining us today and um, look for us next week. Yep. And remember, we want to be a realtor for life.